Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Hey everybody, Taylor here. I wanted to give a special introduction to our guest on this week's podcast, Tracy Pendergast, who is the founder of Daisy Made and the Magnetic Makers, which is a wonderful community dedicated to nurturing and celebrating creativity. Katie and I have partnered with Tracy and Daisy Made previously, and we are absolutely obsessed with the uplifting, inspirational content that Tracy shares for makers from the business side to the crafty fun side. We absolutely love Daisy Made. And today, Tracy is sharing with us some really incredible tips on how to show up for your handmade business without showing your face on camera. So heads up introverts or people who maybe aren't in a place um, to be able to show up online and produce a lot of video content where you're showing your face. So if that's you, this is going to be an episode that's going to be so valuable for you. There are so many good tips in it, and we left feeling absolutely inspired. So let's dive in. Hey, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, we are so excited to have you here. And for our listeners who don't know, um, this is not our first collaboration with Tracy of Daisy Made. And towards the end of the podcast, Tracy, I definitely want you to talk about um, Daisy Made and everything it offers because it's such a cool membership. But let's start with you. So we would love if you'd share a little bit about yourself and where you live and what you create. Sure. So I, my name is Tracy and I live in Southern California. I run Daisy Made, which is a community that's dedicated to uplifting and inspiring creatives. We also, as you said, give people an opportunity to connect deeper in our membership. And I'm a lifelong creative. Um, So beyond this, I also do creative direction and consulting for companies and create fun content and videos. And, um, you know, tons of like side freelance work in the creative industry, which I will not list out. But yeah, have my hands in all the creative stuff. That's so fun. I yeah. love that you'd like do everything. <laughs> Sounds like I you, Katie. We, <laughs> I feel like we all do everything, right? It's like mm-hmm. the only way to keep inspired is to jump around yeah. mediums. So yeah, I love it. Well, today we are... I know Taylor said like how amazing you are and I completely agree and we're so grateful that you're here today and we want to talk about how to market a product-based handmade business 
with you because you're really great at this. And especially without having to show your face or be forward facing on social media all of the time, because I think this is really important to talk about. And there are a lot of creative business owners that are introverts like myself. And we just don't want to always be on the camera, especially with our face and everything. So Tracy, can you talk about why showing your face in marketing is not always a requirement to be successful as a business owner? Yeah, I am so glad you guys are talking about this because having a successful small business is not a one size fits all approach because we're all so different. And so many small business owners are still working full time jobs or they have kids at home and not everyone's circumstances lend themselves to being able to get on camera all the time. So I love that you're talking about this. You can have a successful small business without always being on camera, without being on camera at all. And I think the most basic way to do this is to keep coming back to the who, what, where, and why. Just like writing a story, right? So who is making this? Who is it for? Um, What is the product? Where is it made? And why did you create this business? Or why do people need it? If you keep coming back to this, those are all the components you need to tell a story. And it's just about creating a story and connection. So I would really suggest focusing in on that as a start. And absolutely, you do not need to show your face to achieve these answers. I think that that's really overlooked like there are a lot of situations like there's introvert side like personally maybe you're not comfortable Mm -hmm. but there are other situations of like you're working out of your dorm room you're a college student like you have roommates it's your you know you're in a transitional space like you're like I don't feel like my space or like just where you are right now maybe your home is like not really set up for video and maybe it will be in the future or maybe you just feel personally like I'm not ready And all of those things are okay. That doesn't really have to be a limiting um, factor, right? Yeah. And when you tell people you can only achieve something doing it this way, that paralyzes creativity. Because if it doesn't resonate with you and you don't want to do it, then you're going to procrastinate. You're not going to feel inspired. Like you can't do something you don't want to do and be the face of your business if it's not inspiring to you. That's when you get burnt out and that's when you don't want to show up. Um, So yeah, of course, we all have different situations. During the pandemic, I had two kids. I was homeschooling very unexpectedly for almost two years and there was no way I was going to (laughs) be rolling in with my sweatpants, like looking crazy and talking to the camera. So I had to reimagine new ways to do that for myself and my clients. And it's totally possible. There is not just one way. So speaking of that, I would love if you could share what are some of the ways that you recommend um, makers create content and possibly, you know, maybe it's on the marketing side um, without going on camera, without showing your face. What are some ideas you have? So the number one thing I want everyone to keep in mind is when you think about feeds that really are exciting where you get lost in them, it's not necessarily because a person's at the head of them. It's because the brands have a heartbeat. There's something alive about the feed where you want to keep learning more and seeing more. Um, it's it's about products and interact. It's, it's everything. It's living and breathing, right? So if you don't want to do that, 
let your customers do that. If you don't want to be the face of the brand, I'm sure you have tons of outgoing customers that would love to do that for you. Um, If you've ever taken a social media course, you've probably heard about different pillars. Um, The ones that I use are engage, entertain, educate, inspire, and inform. So engage. I think a really great way to do this as a product-based business is show different variations of a design or a product and let your customers comment and vote on what they want. This is the easiest way to create a connection between you and your customers without showing your face. Um, There's an account called Awkward Auntie. She's an amazing, um, she works with concrete, but she has Um, she group sources the names or crowdsources the names of all of her products. And I get super invested. She does like a bracket and everything. Um, So that's a really fun way to show your customers. Someone's on the other end of this and we're listening to you. Um, Something for you ladies, um, um, you could just ask a question and put it over a video of your product. So like how many stickers is too many stickers? And it's like all the different ways you're using your stickers. By me seeing that, I get an idea of what your life is like. Like, oh, she has a water bottle. She this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also makes me want to jump in and say like, oh, yeah, I totally have this too or whatever. So that would be some examples of engaging. Um, Entertaining is really just having fun with your products. And something I do for clients, something that everyone can ask if they have a product-based business is, what would be the personality of your products? Like if they had a personality, like what's their vibe? Like what do they have to say? And then find trending audio that aligns with that vibe and have fun. Like give your products a voice. Um, We've done this for Olipop. Um, It's just like, I don't know, it's just sassy and fun. And think of your products as characters and be consistent about their character. That is so fun. Like I'm already thinking of stickers. I'm like, huh? Okay, I love that idea. Like, who is she? Like, what does she have to say? Like, um, I love this, and it just—it's just fun. It's like this is when you get creative and start laughing and enjoying making content. Um, Mm -hmm. Educate. This is a great way to just talk about your materials, your creation process. If you don't feel comfortable talking on camera, I do urge you to just try it as an experiment capturing yourself making things like even if it's the back of your head or your hands um, because the educational part is a great way where you can use you guys do this so well um, using just you know words over your video or using a voiceover doesn't even have to be in your voice Mm -hmm. but you can tell people a lot about your product by just showing kind of process videos, um, I would just say kind of play with capturing that and see what happens. Um, Inspire, again, if you don't want to be front-facing, this is going to be all about your customers' experiences. So share unboxing videos, like share your five-star reviews, um, before and afters. One suggestion I have is to put a little card in your orders that says like, wait, grab your camera and record yourself opening this for 20% off your next um, order Mm -hmm. and really make like your audience, your filmmakers, Um, because people are really creative and really funny. And we're not in the Instagram world anymore where we need polished videos, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Okay. And then lastly, thank you for bearing with me would be inform. This is really just letting people know what's new. Um, So 
yourself packing orders, beauty shots of your new items. And again, when you're doing beauty shots, imagine your product's personality. Like, who is she? What does your sticker have to say? Like, what is your mirror decal? What is she like seeing? Like, just have fun with that. Those are my tips. (laughs) I love those. I think you made a really good point. Like, even if you don't want to show your face on camera, like doing process videos, like of your hands doing things to inspire people. Like that's how I got more comfortable to be on camera was Mm -hmm. like, I didn't like showing my face and I definitely did not like talking on video. But what I found is I could like set up an overhead tripod and just film my hands. Yes. And your hands tell so much about who you are or just seeing your studio tells so much about who you are. And that's when people really want to learn more um, if you go look at Daisy Maid's videos, because we launched during the pandemic, it's all my hands. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I had two kids running around. It was chaotic. And that's what I could capture. Um, it's still me and it's still mm-hmm. movement. And yeah, just I would definitely get used to that. Hands, feet, anything that shows a human. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I used to be one of those girls who like always posted pictures of her feet like at the beach or whatever. And I'm just like, huh, I guess I was still, sh- you know, sharing something about myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love steps, that. Baby steps. It's not mm-hmm. it's not easy to show up on on camera at all. And I think we often get caught up in like everything is not 100% perfect, so I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. right? I'm not even going to start it. And it's like or like what if you're okay starting in the messy middle or like baby steps, little parts. Okay, so you're not ready to show this elaborate beautiful studio, but I'm like can you show a tabletop with a tripod? Um, yeah, these are all such great ideas, Tracy. I'm already inspired. I know when we're getting off this podcast, I'm going to tell Katie, like, what personality does our stickers have? (laughs) I love that. Oh, good. Imagine that you had a plan for your Etsy shop, your Instagram, and your personal style or niche as a maker or artist. Well, imagine no more because Katie and I are going to teach you exactly how to make your handmade small business goals a reality, no matter what you make and sell. Maybe you feel like you're not totally sure what you're doing with your Etsy shop. You know you need more engagement on social media, but you hate the idea of showing your face. You feel like you're out of ideas. Uh, Or you have weird feelings you're unclear about pricing, product photography, and whatever the heck Etsy SEO is and optimization. Well, we used to be there too. And if we had known years ago what we know now about selling handmade online, it would have made a world of difference. We worked really hard to learn everything there is about Etsy and Instagram for artists and handmade sellers, and it has paid off for our shop, and we want you to be there too. Today, we use Etsy SEO to drive traffic to our shop. We cultivate killer listing descriptions so that we can easily convert views into sales and have a high Etsy conversion rate. Since March 2020, we've been able to generate nearly 10,000 sales of over 25,000 products on Etsy alone without a single paid ad. We just needed a strategy. Wondering what our strategy is? Well, here's what it includes. Niching down so you know exactly who you're selling to. Goal setting with daily and weekly workflows. 
and 100% understanding the Etsy algorithm so that you can drive traffic and write your listing descriptions in a way that sells. We also know how to authentically market ourselves and our products with branding and social media that feels good. And the cool thing is we turned our exact strategy into an easy step-by-step guide that you're able to fully duplicate. Our course is called Dream Create Sell, and we teach you the step-by-step way to make more sales and grow your handmade business on Etsy and Instagram. So if you've been looking for a way to hit the fast forward button and learn everything you need to know from Etsy experts who have been where you are and know exactly what your next step needs to be, we would love for you to join us. Dream Create Sell is a self-paced 100% online course where we will teach you how to do all of the things we just mentioned in our strategy, including how to stand out in your niche, how to nail your Etsy SEO and your product photography, and how to authentically grow on Instagram. Our course is open for registration now, and we have a special podcast discount code for you, our listeners. The code is PODCAST, all capital letters, for $100 off the course, and this code never expires. So you can go to shopstudiosisters.com today to find all of the information about Dream Create Sell and use that discount code, PODCAST, all capital letters. We would love to have you inside the course. Okay, my next question for you is, um, what are your best tips for finding inspiration when you don't show your face? Like, Where do you get ideas? So there's two things that I get really inspired by. The first one is I really like to see a transformation happen in videos. So I like to see things used in like new and different ways. So a lot of times I'll just look at the product as a material and get inspired by what I could make out of it. Um, like for Olipop around Christmas, I made an ornament out of their can. The majority of people are not going to actually do that, but it's seeing something reimagined, I think is interesting to people. Um, So yeah, I would just start by looking at your product and thinking about how you could use it in like an interesting way or create a transformation of some sort. Um, Another thing I like to do, particularly for clients, is ask them like, if you could see your product anywhere, what would make you go, whoa? Um, Maybe for you guys, like, maybe you saw one of your stickers, like, on the bottom of, like, a little girl's skateboard at a skate park, like, just caught it. And you'd be like, wait, oh, my gosh. Or, like, on a converted, like, sprinter van or something. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't you die, like, if you just caught that in the wild? Um, So I would think about things that would really just make you so excited and actually create those scenarios, like, you know, slap, slap your sticker on, on your dream spot where you'd love to see it or ask Mm -hmm. someone to do it who is able, you know, maybe reach out to someone who is a skateboarder, reach out to someone with a cool van and do a collaboration reel. Um, but yeah, those are two things I like to do that don't really involve showing your, your own face. Those are fun. Like you were talking about like imagining like who you would love to see have your product or your sticker. And my mind immediately went to like, if I was hiking somewhere like in Utah or something, and I saw a group of girls with our stickers on their water bottles, like that would be so cool. Yeah. Wouldn't you die? You just I would die. Wait, like this just happened. I used to have a kid's t-shirt business. Um, I closed it during the pandemic because it was just too crazy. But 
all around our neighborhood. I used to bump into kids at the park because I would sell them locally mm-hmm. and I would just catch kids in the wild or um, I'd, it was just crazy. It's the best feeling ever. So I would create those scenarios yourself if, you know, they're not naturally occurring. Um, just kind of imagine where you'd love to see your product. I really love this too, because um, we've talked about manifesting a little bit um, on our podcast and in our emails and just on social media. So our listeners are a little bit familiar with like, we're big fans of manifesting, like putting these tangible reminders, like Mm -hmm. into your business and into your identity of like, I am a successful business owner. This is a normal part of my business. So I love this idea of like manifesting, maybe making a dream list of these are the people I would love to see have my stickers. These are the places I would love to see it or my products. Um, And then like, okay, well, which of these things could I like, do I have connections for? Or could I do like, how can someone else help me get to this point? I just love that so much. And it's a good way to feel inspired, right? For sure. And the truth is you guys are shipping off to everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. your stuff is out there in the wild. Like it is very good possibility someone will spot it or you would run into someone. So I think it's just fun to play with what would make you like gasp, you know, and um, make it happen. I just want to brag on Katie for a minute too. Um, We went to uh, Utah and Nevada um, in last May. We went on like a, we took our friends and went to a girl's like desert hiking trip and we flew into Las Vegas. And so on our way back, Katie's, we had like a day in Vegas and before our flights and on our way back, Katie's like, Hey, like, let's go to the Blick store. Um, like the Blick art store, because I designed, um, some store displays for Tombow, the marker company. And like, I think they might be in the store. And we went in there and it was like, there's her art in a oh national chain in the Blick store. And so I'm just like going around to all the employees <laughs> and I'm like, you see that display over there? She designed it. That's her art. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. There's nothing like that. than like just seeing your stuff in the wild. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really require cool. your face it at all. It didn't require like, my face. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> it can happen. Okay. We have another question. Like, okay. I, it is definitely possible to have a successful handmade business without showing your face. But do you think there are any times where it is particularly helpful for small business owners to actually get on camera and show your face? I think it's always helpful, honestly. Like mm-hmm. there are a million ways to get around it, but it's it it's obviously great for people to know who's behind the account. The a time where I would say it was really important is if you have any sort of a service that requires you interacting with people one-on-one, even if like, say you were going to do live paintings at someone's wedding or I don't know, anything that would kind of put you one-on-one with people. For me personally, before I give my money to a coach, to any sort of a service provider, I want to do a vibe check. I'm going to search the corners of the internet and find, I'm going to see if I can find a place where they're just talking and I can get a sense of who they are. So maybe if you do put yourself out there and you're like, I don't ever want to do this again, but like I need to do it, just save it as um, as a – what's it called? A like highlight? a story. A highlight, yeah. Save yeah. it as a highlight so that people can – just cement it somewhere. Um, just do some stories, like just so you know, this is who I am. This is how I got started and save it. And then it's just mm-hmm. there forever. But if you're going to be providing a service, 
where people are going to be interacting with you, I would definitely just make sure people can find it somewhere. Um, or maybe it's just photos and you're writing over it. Like, this is where I, this is me at college. This is me in my first job and your journey. And you save that as a highlight, but just give, give people an opportunity to kind of know who they're going to be working with in that situation, I think. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. And for Etsy sellers, like I'm thinking about what you're saying and a couple of examples where that might be particularly helpful would be um, if you do custom work, like you're an artist and you do custom drawings of people's pets, of their wedding portraits, of you doing like graphic design work that's very custom and very personal. Um, in that case, maybe you want a video explaining like I'm honoring your loved one's memory or your special memory from your wedding or your pet. And so like, here's me and here's what this means when I make your work, maybe explaining that. Um, if you're an artist who sells at a lot of local markets and you are trying to drive like your social media, your local traffic to come to that market, that might be a time when you want to get on camera and say like, Hey, I'm super excited to come to be at this market. I'd love if you'd come if you're local to the area, those are some examples in which like that personal touch might be especially helpful. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it isn't the actual being on camera. It's the talking on camera. So mm -hmm. I would say record yourself at an, uh, an in-person selling event. And then when you get home, say like, you know, this was me at this event. These are some events coming up mm -hmm. and just grab some, Grab as much footage as you can of everything and just have it as a bank in your phone. And even if you never use it, it's great to have. Like, this is what it's like working at me, working with me. It could even be you just working on your computer and you could say, like, first I do this and this and this. Um, yeah, just some sort of an idea of, like, what it's like to be around you <laughs> or, mm -hmm. like, you know, work with you I think is a really good idea. Yeah, I personally do not enjoy talking on camera. Like I will do it in my stories once in a while, but for the most part, I like to just take videos or even photos and just put text over them in Instagram. That way yeah. I don't actually have to talk on the camera. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally went to school for musical theater. I was a professional actress my entire adult life until I had kids. I did on camera for a living, but when it talks about, when it comes to talking about my own business on social media, I despise it. I don't enjoy it. I hate it's it's totally different. So it's not always even about um, not being comfortable on camera, but sometimes you just don't feel comfortable. I don't it's hard to explain. I'm sure you guys understand. It's like just sometimes the way you have to show up doesn't feel natural. Mm -hmm. So it's just always reimagining that and figuring out what it is that's actually bothering you. And if it's just the talking, then do a voiceover or write captions. And if it's showing your face, then show your hands. Just reimagine how you can show up constantly. Mm -hmm. That is so encouraging. Oh, this is such a like positive, <laughs> like um, empowering episode. I think there's so many good things you've shared. So I want to ask you a fun question now. Okay. And that is, if you had an extra $1,000 in your creative business budget today, how would you spend it? A hundred percent on like a, having a copywriter on um, like having a full-time copywriter. Seriously, like just sitting down and writing is takes up so much of my brain and I feel like it <laughs> slows everything down. Um, I wish someone could just write everything for me, like not social media captions. I enjoy doing all of that, but blog, newsletter, mm -hmm. um, just all of that stuff. Yeah. That's funny because 
I literally have Taylor write everything that I need, except for captions. I usually do those myself, but uh-huh. she's our writer. I'm just saying, you ever need someone and that's in your budget, <laughs> sign me up. You're because really good I at it. love writing newsletters. <laughs> I, it's my dream job. I love writing newsletters. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe I'll email you. I, <laughs> I love, if I had endless time, I really do enjoy writing and I mm-hmm. feel capable of it, but it's just like late at night when my brain's hardly working, that's the biggest struggle for me for sure. I'll just stare at the screen like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have someone support me with that for sure. It's funny. That's what um, every time we ask this question to makers um, and small business owners, they're always like, I just want someone to do this thing to free up a little bit of my time. And I kind of love that because it, it tells me like we're all kind of in the same space. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to do so many different things. And who is actually good at naturally good at every single one of these things that it takes to to run a business? And the fact that we're doing it is just pretty incredible. I don't think we we give ourselves enough credit for the fact that we are like legit running a full on business all alone and making stuff. Like who does that? It's so much work. Creating a business and creating your work all at the same time. Yep. And that's why I think just little stuff like showing up on camera or not showing up on camera, do not let these little things paralyze you. You have enough on your plate. Like don't, it's just I don't know. I'm not cool with the business coaches telling everybody that the only way they can be successful are to do these things and do them this way. It's just not true. And it's not fair. I completely agree. One last thing. Tell us all about your business, Daisy Made, and then tell our listeners where they can find you. Okay. Well, yes, you can find me on Instagram at hello Daisy Made, and all of the links to all of the things are in the bio. So I think that's kind of the easiest place. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you guys a little bit about Daisy Made, and I'll tell you a little bit about our membership. Our membership is called Magnetic Makers, and it's basically an opportunity to learn and grow in a small setting with other creatives. Um We have workshops, weekly meetups, brainstorming sessions. Um, The feed is always open for anyone to drop, you know, any specific questions, and we are there to support. So I'm really proud of that and looking forward to growing that and um, welcoming new makers every month. It's actually, it's so much fun. I, if I could just pitch your membership every day for you, I totally would because it's so much fun and everyone in the membership is super, super nice. Like there's so many helpful, fun, creative people. So to our listeners, if you're like, I just wish I had more creative friends and more creative things to go to and learn. Um, but my, you know, it's not really available to me locally, you know, or maybe you are not able to leave your home easily. Like I love the magnetic makers membership for that option. So highly recommend. I will give it five out of five stars. (laughs) Oh yeah. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll send you a code too. If um, any, uh, any of your listeners want to join, I'll send you guys like a fun code. Perfect. So we'll put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy. This has been such an awesome episode. I know our listeners are going to love it and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day. 